Thank you for listening to this recent message from the Rescue Church. We pray that God will use this message to encourage, challenge, and inspire you on your faith journey. If you'd like to learn more about the Rescue Church, please visit us online at therescuechurch.com. As we go into this time of teaching, let me remind you that we will be celebrating communion at the end of the teaching time. So grab some juice or a beverage of some sort and a cracker or some bread, and then we will celebrate at the end of our service that virtual communion together for all of us that are joining online. All right, well, let's pray. Let's get started. Great to have you with us today. God in heaven, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to share a message this morning. I ask that it would be your words, not mine, and that you would speak in a mighty, powerful way, that you would open the ears of all who hear to what you want them to know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we are continuing our, our battleship series this week. It's, uh, I think, our fifth week in this series, and, and the series of teachings. And this, this week, it's going to be a little bit shorter message, but it might actually be the most important message in our entire battleship series. You see, up till this point, we've talked a lot about types of friendships and how important those relationships are. We've discussed how we are limited as people. We are finite. We have finite resources of time and energy. We, we only have so much of it. We have to have boundaries. We talked about that as well. And if you miss any part of this series, I'd encourage you to go back, watch, listen, and, and connect with that. Because relationships are important. It's super important, and they're not easy. So hopefully this help. This will be a helpful series and has been a helpful series as we look at what the Bible has to say about friendships and relationships. Now this week, this week we're going to hit on a very important relationship. This is a relationship that isn't always easy, but it's life-changing. It's a relationship with Jesus, with God himself. You see, the reality is this is a relationship that can't be completely covered in the time we have today, the time we have right now, but every day... We should be learning more and more about this relationship and growing in it. And if we do, and if we let it impact us, it will impact every facet of our lives. Today we're going to just look briefly at John 15, 1 through 17. And in this passage, Jesus uses the illustration of the vine and the branches. Now, I don't run a vineyard, and honestly, I never have, but I think I, think I can and get the picture, the idea. See, Jesus is illustrating using a, a word picture. He compares himself to the vine and us as Christians to the branches on that vine. This illustration shows us that we are completely dependent on Christ. As Christians, we are completely dependent on Jesus. Now, the first thing we are completely dependent on Christ for is, is for life. In Verse 6, Jesus says, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. This verse is talking about the, the spiritual life being thrown away and dying. Now let me ask you a very direct question. Are you connected with Jesus for life? In the second part of, of John 10.10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the fullest. This is part of the beauty of what we often refer to as the gospel. The reality is Jesus came to this earth, lived a sinless human life, 
was wrongly beaten beyond any recognition and then sacrificed on a cross to take the penalty of sin for you and for me. You see, as humans, we are sinful. What I mean is, is we do things that don't please God. Now, I may not have actually killed anyone. In fact, I haven't, let me just say. But Jesus tells us in, in Matthew 5.21 that not only is murder wrong, but anyone who is angry with another Christian is subject to being judged by God. And in 1 John 3.15, John tells us that whoever hates another Christian is, in fact, a murderer. Jesus upped the bar on what falls is into judgment, what, what pushes us into judgment. And, and he brought anger and hatred to the same level as murder. He does something similar with adultery. Now, I haven't had a relationship outside of marriage with anyone other than my wife, but in Matthew 5.28, Jesus says that looking at someone with wrong thoughts, with lustful thoughts, that they've committed adultery. The reality is our human nature can cause us to do things that don't put God in the center of our life, and those things are sin. Those times that we haven't respected our parents or haven't respected those in authority over us, those are sin. Those times that we've talked about someone behind their backs and not for their benefit, those are sin. Things that separate us from God are sin. Now, before Jesus came, God had the people sacrifice animals to carry the, the penalty of their sin, to carry away their sin. The consequence of sin is that something has to die. Originally, God allowed animals to take that place, but, but that wasn't a perfect sacrifice because only God in human form living a perfect life and then dying on a cross would be that perfect sacrifice and could carry on it the weight of all sins that were committed by us as people and would ever be committed by us as people. Jesus did that for us. He came so that we could have life. Are you connected to him for that life? As big as, as this part is, the, the second part of what I want to share is crazy too, is that, that God has given you and I the privilege of being part of sharing his love with the entire world, sharing the gospel with the world. John 15, 5, Jesus tells us that to stay connected with him, when we stay connected with him, we will bear much fruit. He's not talking about doing everything himself. He's working through us. He's working through you and me as Christians. He's allowing us to be part of what he is doing. Several weeks back, we talked about this idea of bearing fruit, and when we were talking about uh, being discerning and about judging, we talked about how we can learn a lot about people by the fruit that they bear. What is that impact that those people are having? What is the impact on others as a result of people's lives? That, that's their fruit. What is happening as a result of my life is my fruit. What is happening as a result of your life is your fruit. So let's look back to Jesus' words in John 15, 5. He specifically says, If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now these first two things that we've talked about are pretty incredible. As a life-giving vine, Jesus came so that I can have life. And the life that comes from Jesus allows me to be part of sharing his love and making a positive impact on the entire world, or at least the world that I come in contact with. And just these two points about our relationship with Jesus from, from his words in the book of John are pretty incredible in and of themselves. But he says more to his followers. And we're going to jump ahead into John 15, 15. 
Because in John 15, 15, Jesus is continuing this conversation with his disciples, with with those who are following him. He's talked about the vine and the branches illustration. He's hit on the, the idea that we need to live in the love of God and live for God out of that love. He's hinted at the fact that he will be dying for the sins of his disciples, but but telling them that the greatest showing of love is to give one's life for his friends. We talked about this earlier. How Jesus came and gave his life as a perfect sacrifice. And at this point in the story, and at this point in their lives, the disciples haven't quite grasped that Jesus would come to earth with part of his purpose being that he would die a sacrificial death on that cross. Jesus is telling them now that that when you love someone like God does, like he does, Jesus does, you will be willing to give your life for them. He loves us that much. He gave us, he gave his life for us. In verse 13, he says, Greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. This is leading to where he was at in, in verse 15, where he says, I no longer call you servants, Because a servant doesn't know the master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Jesus tells his followers, you are my friends. For those of us, you and me, who are followers of Christ, those who have realized that we're sinners in need of forgiveness, those who have accepted Jesus' free to us gift of salvation, for those of us who truly are Christian, Jesus says we are his friends. I love this. A servant does what they do because they have to. They're forced to do it. We follow and serve with Jesus, not because we are forced to do it, not because if we don't, some lightning bolt's going to come out of the sky and strike us down. No, we follow Jesus because we want to. We see the love he has for us, a love that led to him giving his life for us on a cross. We see that love and we want to follow him. We want to serve with him. We choose to follow and we choose to serve. Now in this day, in this time in which Jesus was living on earth and teaching his disciples, the the ones who had followed Jesus, the reality is that those who followed the rabbis, the Jewish teachers, as their disciples, were referred to as the rabbi's servants or the rabbi's slaves. Jesus said it is different for those who are following him. He says that that they aren't servants or slaves to him, that we are his friends. Christian, you are a friend with God. What an incredible relationship. We've talked about some pretty important types of relationships, but this one, this is the most important one of all. You can be a friend of God. Now, friendship with God is an amazing privilege, but I need to be clear about something here. I need to be very clear that Jesus doesn't call everyone his friend. Jesus isn't talking to everyone when he says it. He isn't talking to everyone when he says, I have called you friends. If you are someone who wants to see everyone as your equal or everybody on equal playing fields on the same level, you're about to be disappointed. If you're a person who wants to believe that everybody goes to heaven, you probably are about to be really unhappy with me. But let me be clear, this is not Sam's opinion. You can accurately say that Sam doesn't know everything about everything. I don't know everything about everything. 
This is where it's extremely important that you understand and that I remind you that the words in John 15 are Jesus speaking, not Sam speaking. These are words that Jesus is saying. Now let's remind ourselves of who Jesus is speaking to. He's talking to his disciples. He's told them that they, they need to be connected with him as the vine, as the giver of life. He is not a giver of life. He is the giver of life. And to those who are following him, to those who are living for God because they are connected to him, those people, he says, you are my friends. Now, if you're joining today and haven't accepted Jesus' free gift of forgiveness and salvation and friendship, let me start by saying, I am so glad you are here. I, Sam, am thrilled that you've made the decision to join me today as part of this service. Even if it's online, I'm thrilled that you're there with us. And I also want to lovingly but directly tell you that you are not a friend of God. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be the life giver in your life. But right now, if you don't have a relationship with him, he is not your friend. He wants you to acknowledge that, that you failed to live a perfect life that would be pleasing to an infallible God who will one day judge you. He wants that, but the ball is in your court. It's your decision to make what will you choose. Now I, Sam, want to personally encourage you and invite you to start your friendship with God today. There isn't a time like the present. None of us know how long we have. If you are watching this as a video at some point in the future, the possibility is I may already be in heaven enjoying eternity with God, with my friend, because we do not know how long we have. If today you make that decision, let me encourage you. There aren't any special words that you need to say. It's simply a conversation between you and God. It's acknowledging him to him that and letting him know that, that you have done things that you know don't make him happy that are displeasing to him that separate you from him and that you want his forgiveness for those things a forgiveness that's made possible through Jesus's death on the cross let him know that you know he is God and want him to be in charge of your life you want him to be Lord and you want to be his friend now if today you do this he is faithful, and he will forgive you, and he will accept you as friend. I promise you that. And we're told that there is going to be a celebration in heaven over every sinner that repents. So you matter so much to God that when you make this decision to accept this gift of forgiveness, to accept this gift of salvation, there is a party that goes on in heaven. And people around you who aren't Christian may not understand what's happened in your life. They may think that it's really not that big a deal. But God does, and I do, and as a church, we do. So I want to invite you, let us know. Email us at office at therescuechurch.com, office at therescuechurch.com. If you're joining with us right now on Facebook or on therescuechurch.tv, let us know in the comments. We want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate with the angels. Let us know. You can also go to our website at any point, therescuechurch.com slash connect. Let us know that you have chosen to follow Christ as your Savior, and we will celebrate with you. Now, as I wrap up this portion of my message, let me talk to all of you who are already Christians, who are already friends of God, and let me ask you, what does your fruit look like? 
Can people tell by the way you live your life that you are a friend of God? Or is it one of those friendships that really isn't making an impact on your life? Are you limiting God to the role of an associate when he really wants to be a true friend? Are you trying to tell him what you think he needs to do and treating him as your assignment, who you are giving advice to, when in reality, as a follower, as his follower, as Christians, he should be your advisor? If your relationship with him has gotten screwed up, let me encourage you to acknowledge that to God. Let me encourage you to acknowledge it to him and ask his forgiveness and invite him to fill the roles of true friend and advisor in your life. If our relationship with God, with Jehovah God, is what it should be, it will show in our fruit. It will show to those around us. So let me ask you again, what does your fruit look like? What is your life producing? Let's pray. God in heaven, we're thankful for this message of love, of friendship. Thank you that we can call you friends. God, for those who are debating on that decision today, convict them. Don't let them rest without making a decision. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, well, as Jesus was ending his life here on earth with his friends, as he was preparing, unbeknownst to his friends, to, to be executed on a cross, he was enjoying a meal with him. And, and as he was enjoying this meal with them, he was, he was enjoying this last supper. They were in the guest room of a house, chilling, hanging out. We'll pick up this in Matthew 26, verses 26 through 28, where it says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, drink from this cup, all of you, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Today we're going to celebrate communion. It's, it's when we remember and reflect on what Jesus did for us some 2,000 years ago when he died on that cross as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. We believe and, and we understand communion as something that is celebrated by all Christians, all friends of God. So you don't need to be a member of the Rescue Church or any specific local church or any specific denomination to celebrate with us. No, no, we understand this to be a something that we, a, a, a thing that all of us as Christians participate in. All of us, we, we celebrate and remember what Jesus did for us as his friends. There's one other thing that the Apostle Paul challenged the church with in, in 1 Corinthians 11 when he talks about the Lord's Supper and communion. He told them that they shouldn't celebrate it in an unworthy manner. And that they need to examine themselves prior to joining in communion. So let me challenge you. In just a minute, we're going to eat the bread and drink the juice in, remember of what, in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. But before we do that, we're going to have a moment of silence. And let me encourage you, spend this time in prayer, reflecting or, or confessing whatever you need to confess to God so that you are right with him prior to communion. Let me encourage you to get right with him. I'll start by, by leading us in prayer. Then I'm going to pause for a little bit and give you a chance to pray by yourself before ending in prayer. I'll wrap up in prayer, and then I'll lead us into communion. So let me invite you. This is the time 
Jesus died for all sins, we would commit all that we have committed. This would be a great time for you. If there's anything between you and him, confess it to him today as we pray. Let's pray. God in heaven, we're about to celebrate communion and what you did for us on that cross some 2,000 years ago. How you lived out what you said in this passage in Matthew 15 that we talked about that greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And then you told your followers that you call them friends before dying. So God, as we get ready to celebrate, we just want to take a minute and make sure that we are right with you. So God, please hear our prayers, we pray. God, we lift this all up to you and thank you for your willingness to forgive and that your deep love for us, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're told that, that in that Last Supper, Jesus took the bread and did it in, in remembrance of his body, which would be broken and shed for us on the cross. We're going to do that today. We're going to take that cracker or that bread, or what you got at home, and we're going to take it in remembrance of his body on that cross. And then when Jesus was done with that, he had his wine, his, his, his wine that he had. I've got grape juice here. But he has wine, and, and he said, this represents my blood. He knew that he was going to be dying on that cross for you and for me. He knew that he was going to be shedding his blood because he loved us as his friends. And he knew that, that the only way we could have a relationship with him, a perfect relationship with him, the only way there would be that perfect sacrifice that could take our sins away was if he continued and died and shed his blood on the cross. So as we get ready, as you drink your juice or, or whatever you have, if you're joining us online, if you, if you, as you drink this, we want to do it in remembrance of the fact that Jesus shed his blood for us on the cross. Thank you, God, again for your gift of salvation, for your gift of forgiveness. Thank you, God, for who you are. God, may it change us because of how we see that you loved us. Help us love others 
the way you love us. Help us make an impact and bear fruit because of what you're doing in us and because of who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we wrap up today, I just want to say thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us and celebrating communion with us and worshiping with us. Let me encourage you this week, build on that friendship with God. Develop that friendship with God and allow him to make an impact in the world through you. Thanks for being with us. Remember, Christian, you are the church. Go out and live for him today. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Rescue Church's past messages. To hear our messages live, head to one of our physical campuses. If you'd like to learn more about the Rescue Church, please visit us online at therescuechurch.com.